0: At a time when Elvis the pelvis was only televised from the waist up, the world started shaking their own hips more than ever before, thanks to the hula hoop. In 1957, wham began selling a large hoop made of plastic. Chaos ensued. It seemed everyone wanted one of those brightly colored hoops to spin around their waists, necks, and knees. The hula hoop is the quintessential fad and one whose phenomenal success has never been repeated. Inspired by bamboo hoops used by Australian children, 25 million were sold in 2 months and over 100 million were sold in about a year. Costing 50 cents to make and sold at a buck 98, the folks at Wammo quickly realized there was a fortune to be had in toy fads. They went on to make and market the frisbee out of the same plastic. It has economy, simplicity, low production costs, potential for mass appeal, and all that spells out great profitability. It's fun, it's healthy, it's good exercise, the kids will just love it, but the great part is we don't have to charge an arm and a leg. What the hell is it? Well, it's, uh,
1: it's, uh... Brilliant. Genius.
0: The Hula Hoop Song became a top 40 hit in
1: 1958. Hula hoop, hula hoop.
0: The hula hoop was out of fashion in a year and a half, but it still has a few big fans.
1: My name is Shirley Martin, and I'm a soul coach in the Waterloo area. I have a master's in theological studies and a master's of divinity. I've also studied in various alternative holistic therapies, and I also have a background in psychotherapy and also some training in life coaching. So I weave together all those modalities when I work with people. I started uh, using my, the hula hoop about 12 years ago when I was working at an agency counseling men recovering from drug and alcohol addiction. They very much brought forward all the dynamics of boundaries and the trauma that occurs when there's a lack of um, boundaries from um, youngsters. So here it is, and there's a very you know, group setting, and it's all supposed to be about counseling and recovering from addiction, and I come with toys, um, the hula hoop. Uh, they actually got into it. It was very interesting. I knew it was a very good tool because it was concrete. It made sense. It was an everyday practical tool that they could apply immediately. I have used the hula hoops in with adults. I have used hula hoops with teenagers, and I've used hula hoops with kids. Uh, for example, I've had um, uh, children that come in, and they have been bullied by other kids at school. And so when we get on the hula hoops, I get on the floor, and I go on my hula hoop, and they sit in theirs. And then we see that when that's their hoop, Everything that they think and feel, that's about them and their hoop. And everything I think and feel is me and my hoop. And so if I take my idea, which I say, for example, that you are mean, and I put it, try to put it into your hoop, then they have the permission to say, wait a minute, that's not mine. You can have your idea back because I don't like your idea and I don't have to have it in my hoop. Very quickly the kids get that, oh, That means that if you think mean about me and you try to put that in my hoop, I don't have to take that. I don't have to think that that's true because that's yours and it belongs in your hoop. And so it helps them um, get a sense of empowerment that they don't need to absorb other people's opinions as their own truth. And it's been a great toy, and they just they welcome it, and I'll let them spin with them or whatever, and it just loosens them up, and, and all of a sudden, wow, they can really uh, get a hold of the information in concrete ways, in a playful way, and it takes all the intimidation out of it.